everybody welcome back to episode 59 of batman news weekly this is year two of the podcast and uh this is gonna be one of i, I hate when i say this because it's automatically two hour episodes when i say this shit. <laughs> but there is nothing to talk about this week um but me and clay are going to talk about some of the stuff that we're currently reading or watching that is batman related later in the podcast but we do have what we're going to start off with is um some some entertainment news nothing too crazy but uh probably the biggest news that we got recently is that suicide squad uh james gunn's suicide squad is going to branch out and have its own series a la the batman with the gcpd show and it turns out that john cena's peacemaker is going to begin his own show that i i if you were to say clay james gunn is creating a solo member of the Suicide Squad TV show. I would not have guessed Peacemaker. Yeah, like, I mean, you would think King Shark would take over. You think? Uh, I honestly, I would have. I probably would have said, and I can't remember his name, but because James Gunn loves to work with him so much, mm-hmm. fucking Michael Rooker's character. I would have said either oh. Mike, Michael Rooker or freaking Boomerang. Yeah. Like one of the OG Suicide Squad members, probably. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought. And I will say this because I saw so many people say this when it was announced that freaking John Cena didn't go through all those bullshit roles that he did over the last fucking 10 years. Yeah, to not get some respect on his name and to get his own solo fucking series. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it's going to be eight episodes. Uh, I know a lot of people were so scared that they're like, oh, what does this do for Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Uh, everybody was very <laughs> scared about that. I, I don't really give a shit about it because Guardians 2 wasn't that great. I mean, it was okay. I didn't think it was the best. The best part of Guardians 2 was the opening scene with Groot, and that was it. Yeah, which was motion cap by James Gunn. Yep. Um, which is very interesting. Yeah. So, you know, and I also just, it's post Infinity War and they're going to have fucking what's her name come back. I don't give a fuck about that movie. It's just like, whatever. Um, I don't really care about Marvel, period, except for WandaVision. That looks amazing. So I'll more yeah. than likely watch that. And of course, I got to watch Scarlett Johansson, but that's it. I don't care about anything else. Um, but this is interesting because i like there was a small like uh interview or no it was part of the dc fandom uh trailer thing is when john cena came on james gunn basically told me told him you're playing captain america but as a douchebag or like an asshole and he was like okay and so that's peacemaker so having an eight episode show of an asshole douchey captain america that's all about peace and he's willing to kill for it is going to be insane and the thing I love about it is, again, we, we bring this up all the time, but if you've never seen James Gunn's other films that are not Marvel, the dude can get really dark, but he also, he balances humor and darkness very well uh, because Super is insane. Like Super, you think it's going to be a stupid movie and it gets progressively like more dramatic and you're just like, what? So I would love to see what he is going to do with Peacemaker. Now, um, James Gunn did confirm that uh, they are not going to release if this is a prequel or if this is a sequel to Suicide Squad. Um, 
because they don't want to give you give away the idea if he dies or not, which I don't mm. think he will. I think he will continue to go on. <laughs> I sent you that text. I was like, this doesn't mean that he won't die. Yeah. And you're like, uh, what'd you say? You said LMAO, he's surviving. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no way. Because like if if the DC, like if John Cena is on his way to becoming The Rock, which he has done everything The Rock has done pretty much. Yeah. Uh, if he's on the way to be his the next Rock, DC, there's no way DC is not going to have The Rock and John Cena in their franchises at the same time. Like there's no way they're going to let them both go. So, like, I think that's just a smart move because they bring butts to seats, you know? And, um, yeah, so I'm very interested the to see Expendables where this... DC edition. Right? Yikes. <laughs> um, but I'm just very interested to see what they're going to do with this. Um, and for those of you that are in love with Guardians of the Galaxy, this is actually taking place, or it's going to be filmed before they start filming Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's not delaying that. It's not doing anything different. Uh, he's and, just... and Gunn said that, you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic. He was bored as fuck, so he wrote a TV series, which I applaud the man. He's keeping, yeah. you know, keeping himself busy. And, you know, with that kind of motivation, like, I really hope that he is, like, spitting out ideas and pitches for for Warner Max, for WB. Yeah. I, I, I think James Gunn is i think he'll still do a horror movie or whatever every once in a while but i wouldn't be surprised if he his like the next 10 years of his life are with dc i wouldn't be surprised um I could he's see a it. big nerd he's a big comic book nerd um if the one thing i love and i was talking we were talking about this at work today i love uh the idea that warner max or, or hbo max is just like hey can you make a show out of that movie i love that they're just offering that because james gunn said that they came to him. They're like, hey, if you wanted to make one series out of a character from Suicide Squad, who would you pick? And then he fucking said John Cena and Peacemaker. And so, like, that's awesome. Um, Which I, I would really hope. I mean, because they, they essentially did the same thing with Patty Jenkins with mm-hmm. Amazons. They did the same thing with uh, James Wan. Well, James Wan with the Aquaman cartoon show. Oh, uh, okay. That's actually continuity, right? Yeah, it's still continuity. Yeah. So everything is still like within the universe of the DCEU. And, you know, even with the Matt Reeves, you know, it's not in the DCEU, but they said, hey, you have this awesome idea. You're building your own little world here of Gotham. Can yeah. we do something with that? And he's like, yeah, I have an idea for a TV show. Yeah. Like, I really hope that going forward with every single writer or director team, that is going into a movie. Mm-hmm. I hope that they gay they they go. Hey, so we know that this is like for Muschietti with Flash. Mm-hmm. That is huge. From what we are hearing, the scale of that is huge. Yeah. Now I think it might be a little much for for them to be like, hey, can you like take one sliver of this and possibly make it into a TV show? So yeah. I can understand if they don't do anything with that. But in the future, I could totally see them saying, hey. Since you're doing a Flash sequel, we need to see a Rogues, uh, a Rogues TV show. Oh, that'd be amazing! Yeah, that'd be so amazing yeah. to introduce like all of them, like just give them all one hour episodes, like introductions. Yeah. That give them, that'd be give them all introductions, and then the like, and it's it's a one and done season. Yeah, the, the final episode is their first heist. That would be cool, or. What you could do is you could have a, I don't know how many, how many rogues are in that gallery. 
Um, um you got the uh you got uh Captain Mirror Gold. Master. Mirror Master. Uh the uh What's the one that spins? Is that one top? of them? The top? top? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh then you have Heat Wave, so that's uh-huh. four. And then you can you can switch out the trickster with somebody like uh uh the wizard. Uh what's his name? Uh, oh, Weather Wizard. Weather Wizard, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think four or five would be just great. Yeah. Not, not having way, not having too too many. But there's yeah. been some Oh, other... uh I mean sometimes they throw Grodd in there, but I mean he's not really hardcore. Yeah, yeah it's usually five of them. Weather yeah. Wizard. Uh oh no no no. One of them's the electric guy. I don't think it's top. I think it's the electric guy. What is he? What is he his name? There's Weather Wizard. Oh, some of sometimes it's Golden Glider or whatever. Glider. Golden Glider is uh Captain Cold's sister. So yeah. I can see them having They'll no. want a few email in there. So yeah. I think, yeah, going with Glider would be really cool. Anyways. Oh, and Boomerang, obviously. Yeah. He's already been introduced, so you don't need an episode for him. Although giving him an episode would bring some people in to watch yeah, the series. Yeah, for sure. Especially since they already established that uh, Urza Miller's Flash and Boomerang have already met with yep. the last Suicide Squad. Yeah, see, that would be good because, like, say you do this first episode, right? Or this first uh, movie is Flashpoint, whatever. Which I still don't agree with, but at this point, I don't even give a fuck anymore. Um but you do this series of the rogues and then the next movie is flash versus the rogues. Yeah. That would yeah. be, that would be awesome. Yeah. Cause that could be their heist and he's trying to fucking stop them or whatever, yeah. you know? So that would be interesting. And I think that's always what things have should have been done because I will say when I was first watching agents of shield, just knowing that that series built to like uh are tied into winter soldier i was like what oh my god that's crazy oh yeah like it it legitimately worked really well yeah. with everything up to i think thor the dark world and then after that they're like meh whatever yeah unfortunately they just got away from it and i was like why like that was such a good thing because yeah. i mean it was a reward for people that suffered through that first season. That first season was well, actually garbage. no, no. I think I think the last one was Winter Soldier because Thor: The Dark World is before Winter Soldier. I think. Yeah, it was. It was probably only for the Hydra thing, and that was it. Yeah. So one, it did one season. That's why I don't know why they got away from it. Um, but yeah, I think that would have been great. But it looks like DC is like, yeah, we're gonna do that, but ten times better. Because we're going to take elements from that world and make a show out of it. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic because I've always said that. I always said I'd be cool with like an HBO show and the movies. I'm not okay with CW because the production quality is not there. And um, we're going to be getting exactly what I want. So I can't bitch and complain. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The one thing I am kind of disappointed in is we haven't heard shit about Green Lanterns. I don't think you will until, and and I know, like, there's not much to say on, you know, the whole Ray Fisher Johns thing right now. Mm-hmm. But I think that is keeping us from any type of production on, well, at least, like, announcements. Yeah. Because right now, because of everything that's going on, regardless of whether you're for or against Johns, right now, if WB were to say, hey, Johns is attached to this, it's going to look bad. 
Yeah. Because of the allegations that are attached to him. Yeah. So I think they're kind of waiting and letting it sit for a while. And maybe we get something in 2021. But as of right now, I wouldn't expect anything from Green Lantern for a while. Yeah, that's unfortunate because they're going to use his story. Like he was the one that revamped the Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, his name will be on it. So whether you like that or not, it's I mean, Jeff Johns. I mean, even fucking Snyder took some stuff from John. Everybody took stuff from Johns. Like he's he's that good of a writer in D.C. But speaking of the Fisher thing, though, because we just talked about the Flash. uh, It's kind of seeming like he's not going to be in the Flash, though. Yeah, it, it, it looks like he went from. From from the, I thought he was gonna be like a like a bro in it. You know, they were gonna be yeah, brothers. So so in the movie description that was going around, as well as the casting ballot or whatever you want to call it, um, I was I saw the screenshots and the description, and it said that he was well. The first idea of it was gonna be like like the broad description was a flash cyborg road trip esque movie. Mm-hmm. So thinking, so basically think of Bill and Ted, but with freaking cyborg and flash, but without yeah. all the like silliness and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, he's going to be prominent. Mm-hmm. Then we had heard that he is going to be, it went from prominent to, he's going to be a part of it. And then from there, it went all the way down to only three scenes. Yeah. And so I remember hearing that years ago, probably when they still had the game night directors. Yes. So Uh, Lord and Miller. Yeah. Yeah. So I can understand the change. So I think some people would be like, oh, this is because of the allegations. I'm like, no, this movie. I think everybody forgets how long this movie has been in production. Like it's been years. This this movie has been in production since before BVS was released. Yeah, it's because it's Urza was already cast. Mm-hmm. It, well, it may have been right after he was right. Yeah, right. It must it must have been after the movie released because at that point we had already seen Urza Miller. Uh, yeah in that small little cameo of the flash. And so they're like, okay, we're making a flash movie. So 2016. Yeah. Four years. Yeah. Um, this, and it's, this is the fourth director. Um, uh, I want to say like sixth. <laughs> well, it was the guy that originally wrote it, but I'm glad he got fired. Cause he had nothing to his name. Then it was the black director and he left for creative differences. He was the one that brought on the black Iris West. Yes. Um, and then it was the Game Nights brothers. So some people I think count them as two. They're they're they direct together, so that's mm-hmm. one. And now it's it's Whiskey. Yeah. So uh so four. Um but still, like that's a lot of directors to change out. Yeah. Um and then they brought on Christina Hudson to write this, who wrote, you know, Transformers, um, the Bumblebee one. That was a good movie. She Birds also of wrote Birds of Prey, but we'll see. I'm going to put that more on the director and is also attached to write that girl. Yeah, I believe she also it was attached to Gotham City Sirens. I'm not too sure. 
Hmm. So she could be, she's like the new DC writer that they enjoy, which as from what I've seen of her, one good movie, one bad movie so far, yeah. writing wise. So we'll see. Hopefully um, Batgirl and everything else will be better, but we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, there's not much going on with Fisher stuff. I mean, there's it's back and forth right now. We're not even going to cover it, um, but it doesn't really seem like he's going to be a part of the Flash movie that much, if at all. But he is shooting the Snyder cut stuff right now right yes he is on his way uh to go meet up with ben affleck henry cavill and gal gadot uh with zach and they are going to be filming additional scenes as well as uh old dialogue for yeah. uh what is it what is it called uh uh, uh rda or n r d or whatever ard e- some shit like that yeah yeah whatever um yeah, so there's that. ADR, Just, that's what it is. ADR, there you go. Um, but just to clarify, there are reports out there that are saying Henry Cavill is not shooting stuff. So just to you know, put that yeah. out there. There are reports, but and I don't know. I'm just going to say this because I know a lot of people will probably shoot back. Um, it was announced that the overall budget for all of this is $70 million. That is because he is, in fact, shooting additional scenes doing extra vfx as well as actually making a production of a tv show not just his original movie so that takes production and that is why there is more money it's like people are like oh i thought it was finished you don't need any money if it's finished like Mm -hmm. people are still having jobs to create the show aspect in the vfx and all of that so yeah i mean once it got switched over to a show i don't you can't just split up a movie you can't just split up a four-hour movie into four equal parts like it doesn't make sense yeah so they're probably coming in to just film random little shit that won't be super massive but you know it'll fill the gaps yeah you have to you have to create cliffhangers you have to uh do production as far as like because i know uh you know i i think i said this last episode but junkie xl has like a brand new score that he is like whipping out mm-hmm. for this movie. So it's going to yeah. be pretty legit. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and then going on to the Batman news, not much there, but they are going to be filming in Liverpool uh, in the next week or so. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So from my understanding, oh, man, I can't remember if it was Liverpool or so. Matt Reeves might have mentioned Liverpool on the thing. I don't remember or not. Yes. And that might be where Gotham City is going to be. Yes. Because he okay. said he said that if you look at a place like Chicago, you can see, oh, that's Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's not Gotham. Yeah. More people are unaware of what Liverpool looks like. So when you put the landscaping of Gotham or the headdressing of Gotham around it, Everybody's going to see that and think, oh, that is Gotham, not Liverpool. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's probably what they're going to start filming. Um, And yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll get some more stuff out there. The cool thing about this is that they are filming outside. That means we'll more than likely get some leaks of photos. Hopefully. So, hopefully we'll see some Catwoman or maybe the new Batsuit that is rumored to be in this movie as well. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens there. So, that is uh, pretty much it for entertainment news. Um, if you watch the Emmys, Watchmen cleaned house. So it they won a shitload of stuff. Almost swept. 
Yeah. I think I think the reason why it didn't sweep is because two of the actors were in the same category. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So you can't sweep something when you're going against yourself. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much all of the entertainment news that we have. I will say though, this is something we don't talk about a lot, but I know there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are probably interested in it. Um, a lot of new cool toys have been announced. Uh, Mick Farlin, who does a lot of stuff, uh, is going to do a new line. Uh, if you like the metal stuff, they're going to be doing some of the metal stuff um, as their figures. But I own a couple of the McFarlands because I got sent them to me because of the DC Ambassador stuff. Solid quality. Um, but they're also going to start doing chases now. So like and exclusives. So I think this is pretty interesting. So like Target will hmm. have an exclusive like red Batman. Like it's like he's got these red hues oh, on it and stuff. Man. Um, yeah. And then there's going to be like a gold Joker. That's Just, a chase. I, I will say whenever it comes to like. Because I, I, for, for me, it is kind of needless, but I love the action figures. Whenever mm. it comes to needless purchases, I always have to be like. Hey Abby, can I uh can I, go, can, can I go buy an action figure? And knowing that there's gonna be stuff like that, it's gonna turn into pops and it's just gonna be like Yeah, oh, it's gonna be all over the place. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I mean, if you're into that, see now I am somebody that is not a big fan of action figures anymore. Love them when I was a child. Love them. But now that I'm older, I need things to be like, I need them to look nice where I live, you know? And so, like, the figures are too, like, poseable, and they fall over very easy, and well, I'm not a I, big fan of it. I I love the statues, which mm-hmm. I feel like we should talk about a little bit about oh, that, because exactly. we figured that out today. Yeah. But I love statues, but for somebody like me who has a wife that, like, whenever she sees a baby, she has baby fever, I'm just like, oh, crap. We're yeah. eventually going to have a family, so if we already have toys to just give him instead of mm-hmm. just having to have extra expenses boom we're good he just plays with the stuff that we already have which yeah. is my stuff and for but... me for, for for me when it comes to toys action mm-hmm. figures i'm not the kind of guy that's like oh i need to keep it in the box it's a toy you're yeah. supposed to play with toys yeah so i will you know take them out of the box pose them do whatever have fun with them but when it comes to statues that's different it, it depends on what the kind of statue is and, yeah. and we we saw today or tonight mm-hmm. some awesome fucking statues. Yeah. So if you guys don't know about Prime One Studios, Sideshow Collectibles, these are the people that make toys, toys or statues, collectibles is what I should say, mm-hmm. for adults. You don't buy this shit for your kids unless you're fucking rich. Um, but this is like, all right, you have adult money now. So this is what you spend your money on. <laughs> And these are, I'm, I'm talking about these statues range from, I mean, if you're buying like a little bust, it could be as cheap as $150. But if you're buying the big ass things that they produce, it's anywhere from $500 to $2,500 for these yeah. things. I think the, the, the smallest I've seen a DC statue is about $50. Um, the black and white stuff that they have sold in the past mm-hmm. is about $75 to $80. Uh, but then when you get to the more intricate stuff like the Prime Studios, yeah. the Cotabaquias, things like that, that's when you start getting into that high price, high dollar stuff, which is yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the market to buy this Batman Hush, which Hush is my favorite Batman comic book. 
for it'll run me about when it's all said and done about twelve hundred dollars so um but i know it'll look fucking gorgeous when i have it there um but we saw some today that jason fabic is getting his own line which is amazing he's getting the whole trinity so like his stuff looks amazing i saw clay went like oh my god oh i'm uh, i am literally looking it up right now the uh the superman versus doomsday yeah to see how much that'll be and it's not there the only one oh yeah they yeah, they don't have the prices. There's an original like uh Trinity Rebirth fabric yeah. statue. Uh that right now is running for $480. So Yeah, that's not that's bad. a steal. Um so anyways, they they yeah, Fabic's getting 3 of them. Uh we saw Lieber May who's making this a gorgeous Catwoman. They're making this gorgeous Catwoman statue, which there's not a lot of Catwoman statues which really disappoints me. So I'm glad Lieber May who's getting one. Um we saw George Jimenez is getting punchline. She's going to be getting yeah. a statue. Um, they're making a Nightwing statue that we saw. That's pretty awesome. That one looks. Oh my god! Yeah. I want that one. That's what but I want. one of the biggest ones that they're continuing a line of is they're continuing to make the Dark Knights from mm. Metal. And we talk a lot of shit about Metal on here, but we love the first one. And these yes. are the original Dark Knights. So and they look gorgeous. And um, so, yeah, if you got adult money and you can throw around some stuff and you want to buy some of these amazing statues, go to Prime One Studios. I will say this. You can order them now, but you're probably not going to get it for a year. Yeah. So if you want to see what they look like, uh, of course, you can always go to Prime Studios. But we found out that yesterday. Well, when you listen to this, it'll be like earlier, earlier this week. They had basically a DC fandom esque prime studios like showcase basically yeah and they legit went one by one with every statue there's different categories but Mm -hmm. i think it's around the one hour and 12 minute mark is where the dc stuff starts yeah and that's where we got to see everything and everything looks good yeah it's amazing if you like if you're in love with arkham they're doing like some arkham batman they're doing an arkham harley quinn Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's you'll find something you enjoy they even do like just concept shit like that doesn't even exist they're just like yeah we're just gonna do this cool one they have oh yeah that black canary looked really good yeah there's like a batman samurai and stuff like that so um yeah if if you got adult money to throw around um or maybe you just would love these enough to save up your money definitely check them out because i've seen these things in person at comic-con every year and i'm just like whoa um, <laughs> because i can never buy them but they look amazing uh so yeah if you want to buy yourself some some toys some nice collectibles definitely check them out because dc is coming out with some crazy stuff um so yeah that's a lot of the stuff we have to talk about but now before we jump into the only comic book we're going to talk about which is suicide squad because a big big event happened in it this week uh, Clay listened to a podcast and it's with a comic book writer that has some very interesting ideas for what he thinks will save comic books. And we kind of want to, we discussed this at length at work, but we kind of want to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So, you know, if any of you would like to listen to Jerry Conway's words verbatim, if you go to the word balloon podcast, it'll say, uh, uh, Jerry Conway, uh, something about the Punisher symbol in today's world. And they talked about that for a little bit. Then they talked about 
all of his other work that he's done before spider-man blah 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 and near the end if you go to the one hour mark and listen for about 10 minutes he goes on to this rant and he basically states that the best thing that the big two so marvel and dc the best thing that they can do as of right now is completely stop production on comic books as of today scrap any ideas they had for the future and start with issue number one but taking the concepts of some of our favorite characters and i literally have the dc fandom poster literally stretched between two screens so i'll just name a few Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, Flash, Superman, Batman, freaking Robin, Hawk and Dove. These types of characters take the key components of them. Let's say Batman. Okay, his parents were murdered. He is influenced by bats. He's a billionaire. And he usually had a ward and or sidekick. That was a big part of his, you know whole journey for like the first 50 to 60 years. So take that, those four concepts, but write it with a brand new origin that could fit into today's society that somebody new, like a brand new reader that has never read comics before can latch onto. I said this basically verbatim to juice and juice what was your idea? What what did you think about this idea? I thought it was stupid uh, initially. Now, there is something that you mentioned later that we'll talk about that I can get on board with mm-hmm. if this idea were to happen. But I thought it was a stupid idea because I feel like you alienate the people that have been with you the longest, like us. Mm-hmm. We've been reading comics forever. If you're going to reboot every four years or stop everything that's happening right now and give new origins, I think that's stupid because I, as a Batman lover, you should never change his origin. I think his origin is so solidified. It's been solidified for 80 years. You trying to give me a new one, I won't care. That's just me. Maybe anybody out there listening be like, I'm totally cool with new shit. That's cool with you. Me as a hardcore Batman purist, his parents need to die and that's it. Now you mentioned Flashpoint how that was a different origin, how Bruce died and his parents became Batman and Joker. Mm -hmm. That was cool. But I also think that I, and I told to you, I was like, that was, that's true. 100% different origin. But I feel like that was a one-off. And then they did it again in metal where we got all these different origins. That was awesome. But now we hate metal because it's been done so much. Like there's all these different Batman. Now there's a Batman truck and a Batman dinosaur and all this like, those yeah. are all origins. You know, we don't give a fuck about those. Um, but knowing we would have it every four years, a new origin for Batman or a new origin for Flash, I'm just personally not on board with that idea. Yeah, and, you know, he he did elaborate a little bit on, you know, some tweets that he said. And in in the rant on the podcast, and he even, you know, reiterated it here on Twitter, he said that back in the 60s, DC and Marvel had a readership of nine years old to 13. So that was what they were aiming for in their marketing and all of that. And I think that's where his mindset is. His mindset is, like I said, he thinks of this as the MCU Disney 
way of storytelling mm-hmm. of let's take the MCU for, you know, f- for example, the phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, whatever. In those phases, yes, there's some prior relationships from each other, like prior phase. But all in all, if you take just the phase and just take it out, that is one whole story. And you can solidify it. And that's what he's thinking DC and Marvel should do. So that way, new readers have the opportunity to come in and read comics. Because me, as somebody who has worked at a comic shop, I got this a whole lot. Somebody coming in, hey, I'm brand new to comics. I want to start a comic, but I'm not sure where to start. How do I start? And, you know, you look at the wall, you look at the comic book wall for new comics, and everything is on issue 75, 750, 86. There's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I told you this, you know, when it comes to, okay, you're new, what's your favorite character? Okay, Batman. Well, if you want to learn the origins and who Batman is at his character, do Snyder's New 52. Because it showed you a little bit of history, even in brand new characters with the Court of Owls. And then it showed you the rogues gallery. It showed you the Bat family. It showed you a whole lot of stuff that you need as a new reader to learn, okay, this is who the Batman universe is. Yeah, And then... You want to go into more complex things? Go to Tom King. If you want to learn a little bit more about the family, read freaking Grant Morrison's run. You know, uh, with you know the tie-ins with Final Crisis, you learn about Dick Grayson being Batman and all sorts of stuff. So that's my approach as somebody who used to work at a comic shop. But in a world where comic shops could possibly be obsolete in the next 10 to 20 years and it might be a direct to market type thing yeah where you only have the word of friends you know something like a digital first or this little pocket thing that Jerry Conway is talking about maybe that is the best way to go but like you said it alienates a whole bunch of readers that have already been reading Batman And the one thing that annoys Marvel readers to this day is getting a number one, knowing that in three weeks to freaking a year, they're going to get a new number one on the same character. Yeah. And I know three weeks is over exaggerating, but it legitimately feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. And the thing about it, too, is like. Here's the thing, right? If. If you were to do that, right, like you're going to, all right, this is for new readers. What do you do when you get one of those readers and like you're doing a whole new story, you're doing a new Flash, you're doing a new Batman, all this stuff. What do you do with one of those readers that's like, I want to know more. Like, I I, I don't want to wait two weeks till the next issue. They're going to go back and read the old stuff. And then it's going to make no sense because it's a whole new origin, a whole new story. And you're just gonna be like, oh, shit. So like, I think... You know, I mean, I I don't think every comic book reader has this perspective like you and I, but we take the Doctor Who approach with Mm -hmm. comics. You know what I mean? Like, I think things that happened and Tom King is somebody that has kind of put that into his books. 
I take the idea that everything that's happened in the 80 years of Batman can be continuity, but it slightly shifts. Like yes. Batman doesn't kill. You could have the first story from the first ever Detective Comics if you wanted to, just take out any killing or shooting that's in there. Bada bing, you could have the same story. Tom King did that with the wedding and everything. He had those classic, like, Batman's chasing Catwoman down the street and she saves his life. He put that in there in modern time. And he even used the same dialogue. Same um, dialogue, so, same costumes, everything. Yeah. So you can take that stuff and make it continuity. And you just got to have it in this mindset that like, okay, every story in 80 years probably happens in about a five-year time span. And everything just kind of kind of constantly in flux. Like things can yeah. change and like switch this about, oh, Catwoman and Batman actually do have a kid or no, they don't have a kid anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff can get taken out or whatever. Um, and that's just kind of how you have to read comics. You can't be, if you go into comics thinking that the, everything has to be picture perfect, it's going to be the worst experience ever, especially if you're trying to read Bat Family books right now because they do yeah. not make sense. And that's what I was telling Clay that, you know, a lot of people want everything to be continuity or to make fit perfectly, but they're doing a horrible job as it, as it is now. So I think we should shift to a just Wonder Woman book, just Batman book, just, uh, you know, Superman book. Those are the ones you get every two weeks. And then, you know, Batgirl has a 12-issue series graphic novel that's going to come out. Nightwing has a 12-issue graphic series. You know, just you do that. Maybe they could be smaller. They could be eight issues. They could be six issues. It doesn't matter. But I think those are the stories we should tell with the secondary characters and still have them in the main books. Yeah. Um, because there's, I just, if, unless you want to be a very, like controlling creator there's no way that you can allow other people to tell their stories without you watching over them and yeah. i think anybody that's ever even had a job people watching over you while you do stuff sucks especially oh, yeah. if you're trying to be creative so i think dc needs to shift in a different way i don't really we talked about how this could work if it goes by like every decade yeah so instead you know? of instead of the very short four years it it can work if they were like hey we're gonna keep this continuity for 10 years and then we're gonna like within the last two years we're gonna start to plan out the next five and then we start the reboot and then push out the next five after that it works yeah because technically that's what new 52 and rebirth have been but we talked about how in in this instance jerry conway had the complete opposite idea of what you had he mm -hmm. said that the uh the main continuity would be these new origins and everything else but to not alienate readers like us to have those 12 issue maxi series those graphic novels whatever coming out with some of the older takes of characters for us yeah and then you had said at work, you said, well, what's main continuity at that point? Mm -hmm. And what did I say? I said something along the lines of, well, as of right now, when it comes to main continuity, nobody really, everybody is really looking for story. Yeah. In, and I think that's majority because a lot of people don't know what main continuity is these days. Yeah. You know, there's mm -hmm. so many things out there. And nothing is solidified. And that's why, you know, things are about to shake up in January. Mm -hmm. 
we'll start to see something of like a main continuity starting to get narrower, you know? So I think that this is, although a good attempt at helping, because he said also that he would try to push these comics into retailers such as Walmart, Target, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that, but as well as movie theaters and smaller retails, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. But, you know, it just doesn't work. It just no. it just doesn't work with Walmart failed. They tried. Yeah, it, it, it did. And it worked. I mean, it did work for a good year and a half. Mm-hmm. It did a pretty good job, I think. But it just didn't have enough marketing. It didn't have the push. Yeah. And when as as soon as DC puts those books in Walmart's hands, Walmart basically didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah. You know, they. See, oh, go I ahead, don't know. Go ahead. No, yeah, no. What I was going to say, the problem with Walmart, though, is Walmart doesn't have a real book section. Like, it's literally like an aisle, not even like half an aisle. And they were just yeah. throwing those books there. What I think the only way that works is you need to have like a bookstore, like what they used to have Walden Books back in the day you know, like a small Walden books or a Barnes and borders or whatever. And that's where you sell comics. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, where you can get more things than just book, like just comics. Um, That way you, it could be, it could be a family thing. You know what I mean? Like my sister-in-law was telling me the other day, cause I'm in the process of like researching to write a kid's book. Her, one of her favorite things to do before the pandemic was just to go to Barnes and Noble with my niece and look at new books. And if she liked one, they'd buy it. And so, like, you can make it a family thing, you know what I mean? And be like, all right, let's go out to the thing. And, you know, maybe the boys or girls like comics and the children love children's book. And then the mom and dad want to buy some more adult political books yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? And and we said that DC really needs to step up their marketing mm-hmm. when it comes to things like we, we've talked about this numerous times. Accelerator yeah. Reader, Scholastic, all those things. Now, DC is, in fact, working with Scholastic from the last mm-hmm. I heard. And they legitimately need to put a bigger push on it because younger readers, if you, if you attach your characters to these younger readers, they're going to grow up with each other. Like, do you remember how fucking popular Harry Potter was back in the day? I was never a Harry Potter kid, but I knew I had friends that were popular. Exactly. Yeah. For me, I refused to read that first book. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Conway actually uses the Sorcerer's Stone as an example, yeah. as far as like it was when like a lot of us grew up with it. So, of course, we're going to like that book. Mm-hmm. But if you really read that book, that book is for middle school aged kids. Yeah. And then, of course, J.K. Rowling wrote, you know, the other books with the intention of like, Hey, these readers are now older. I can put darker stuff. Okay. I can put darker stuff. I can put darker stuff, darker stuff. And it's because of those readers aging and following that story. This is how you hook these younger readers. Yeah. And for me, I loved book fairs. I Mm -hmm. loved them at school. Could only ever afford a bookmark, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the truth. I got a dollar. Can Dude, I give her I, a dollar? I've I I can say this because I know that uh my mom will never listen. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and in case my mom does listen, I'm almost 30 years old. You can't give me an ass whooping right now. <laughs> but um, I legit took 20 bucks out of my mom's wallet every single time there was a book fair. Nice. I was like, I am buying the book that I want. <laughs> and I remember one year I bought like all these really cheap books at a book fair. Mm-hmm. And then we moved and they were nice enough to like mail the books to me. And I got this like huge box. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And my mom was like, so they just gave you all these books. I was like, yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They love me that much. Yep. (laughs) How did your mom not know she was missing 20 bucks? (laughs) Uh, Who knows? (laughs) Oh God. But yeah, to get back on track, like I was telling Clay, like, you should have, like, just imagine Gal Gadot going to one of these accelerator reader things at a school and just promoting reading, like, in general. It doesn't need to be like, come get the newest Wonder Woman book at fucking blah, blah, blah. It doesn't need to be that. She could go in there doing a promo of how important reading is. And, like, when I was a child, I loved to do blah, blah, blah. Like, I love the book fair, all that jazz. Just do that. And, of course, you can have fucking a lot of stuff in the background that's all DC books, but just in general like because wb owns more properties than dc so they could promote those books too and these kind of things if they wanted to but just imagine a young kid seeing wonder woman or ben affleck as batman promoting reading they're gonna be like oh i want to read that book you know yeah and the same thing honestly the same thing can go for like let's say a teen titans go Mm -hmm. the person who voices robin if you see him promoting a scholastic book fair in the Robin voice, yeah. kids will go crazy. Yeah. You know, and you can even uh, animate it if you wanted to. Yeah. Like just bring them like in real life, how they have the real like book fair, but then they're animated in there. Like, hey, what's going yeah, on, guys? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And but Jerry Conway ends the entire thread saying this. The present course taken by the major publishers is a dead end. They're pursuing the wrong readership. There's a bigger audience out there. We just have to welcome them. So he is right in that sense. There is a huge market of kids who probably just like, because I was listening to a Batman Day freaking podcast today, you Mm -hmm. know, because I was, it was just on my playlist really late. I know Batman Day was last Saturday or whatever, but, or Sunday, whatever. Uh, but he was talking about how there's almost no one who doesn't know who Batman is. Yeah. Like I, I can go to my grandmother and be like, Hey, do you know who Batman is? And she would say, yes. Yeah. Batman is almost a worldwide name. Yeah. And because of that, of course, that is why he is freaking slabbed onto everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. But also because of that, that's how you can freaking introduce these kids to, you know, I see all the time the like, oh, how uh, I'm learning to read age four books or I'm learning how to yeah. read. You know, there's books with, you know, with Batman, you know, the the children's books and it can work. It legitimately can. They just need to market it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, Um, you know obviously something is in the works because DC has decided they're changing their publishing this year after the whole pandemic debacle. Um, it, they've already said they're going to cut 25% of their books that they currently have 20, 25, one of those. 
Um, and I, I personally believe it'll get to 50 probably by the end of 2021. Uh, yeah. And they'll just have the main titles and you'll start seeing these graphic novels because Clay made a good point. He was like, look, you don't even care about the current Batman run, but you're excited about Tom King's 12 issue run that they could just put in a graphic novel. Exactly. And I was like, yeah, that's that's true. So, you know, you could easily keep me on board with like Tom King stories, Jeff John stories just in these graphic novel forms. And I'd I'd pay the 30 or 40 bucks or whatever it is for a hardcover. And I'd be like, all right, cool. Looks nice on my shelf. I get to read it. Bada bing, bada boom. You know? And even if you wanted to promote, like, I think they should have, you know, four, like slap $40, $45 onto a hardcover, but you get a free digital version. Boom. Yeah, like I'd buy that. In, yeah. in the, uh, with freaking New 52, if you buy the physical floppy, you can get a digital version as well. Yeah, like I think they should do that. Something like that. I think they should do that for the hardcovers. That'd be amazing. Cause then you, you know, you don't have to really fuck up your hardcover. You can let it be there, sit there, look through it every once in a while, but you can read it on your iPad. Um, so yeah. So yeah, that was just an interesting topic we wanted to talk about because, you know, we are a lover of comics here, although I am dwindling down on how much I buy comics week to week. I know Clay already stopped. Um, and we're going more digital. So, well, I will say, uh, Unknown Comics is the comic shop that I shop at now. Uh, mm-hmm. If I do ever get uh, physical copies, and I this morning or this afternoon pre-ordered my uh, my Tom King Batcat number one. Nice. Which cover did you get? I got three. I got oh. the Clayman, the Jim mm-hmm. Lee, and then I got the D cover, which was unknown, which I think will be a Mitch Gerard's. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because on on there it'll show it shows the the Clayman, it shows the Jim Lee, it shows the Travis, whatever his last name is, mm-hmm. and it says cover D, and it says no image. So mm-hmm. I went ahead and bought it just to nice. be like, man, who? We'll see. We'll see what it is. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Mitch's Batman, though. To be honest, now the canceled cover that they mm-hmm. never published looked freaking amazing. The one where he was like in a tactical suit. With yeah, the so I own that print. Yeah, yeah, I own that print. That looked really cool. But um, he has that one where he's jumping off a thing, and it it says bang, 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 bang at the oh, bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You bought that one too, right? Uh, I don't. I'd have to look. I bought so much shit. Um, <laughs> but I might. Must I might nice. have that one. Uh, when you're at Comic Con, you just swipe, swipe, swipe. That's all you do. It, and then you look at the bill later, and you're like, oh fuck. Um, but <laughs> that one, he actually had showed progress pics over time and he actually had it outlined in black and it looked awesome. But oh, then he that's took right. The black We've had this conversation away. before, not and on the like, podcast, what? but we, we've yeah. talked about it. Yeah. I was like, why'd you do that? But at the same time too, like, I mean, uh, so I just bought Tom King's four and five deluxe versions of Batman. And so the 50th issue is in here, the 50th anniversary. And uh, I believe so. And Mitch has a, a full page spread in there because everybody got full page spreads on that 50th yeah. issue. And it's like Batman and Selena on top of a rooftop after they just did it. And I'm just not a fan of the way he draws Selena. Like, I don't know. I, Mitch is not the person I go to to see like really great female drawings, his, in my opinion. His, I remember his Bruce on mm. rooftops, issue 14. Uh, well, was, was that? Yeah, it was him? a mixture. It was it a was, mixture. It yeah. was him with Finch. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I remember he draws a very flat faced Bruce. Like mm-hmm. there's no dimensions to his face whenever you whenever you like really look at it. Yeah. And you know, when we read issue fifty no no. What happened in it? No, no, not fifty. Uh it's uh the the first nightmares with Professor Pig. Which issue oh, was that? Oh seventy? Was it seventy? Like so. that was super trippy. You know, he he said that was his first time trying the whole like glitch in the system type stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, it was his second time because he did a whole bunch of that in the Mr. Mr. Miracle, but applying it to this, like it really tripped a lot of people out and it had a little charm to it. Mm -hmm. So, and, but also when you look at something like his Rorschach, Mm -hmm. his Rorschach one looks really good. Yeah. So I'm hoping whether it be subtle or bombastic, I'm hoping it just turns out really good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he's a, an amazing artist. I'm just not a fan of his Batman. There's a lot of people that are amazing artists that I don't like their Batman. Like, yeah. you know, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think the stuff he's doing on Strange Adventures is amazing. So, yeah. you know, that's that's been pretty awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So before we dive into the Suicide Squad issue, uh, what have you been reading or watching that's Batman? Well, I haven't been reading much. Um, I've kind of taken a break from reading older Marvel, older DC because I was getting so burnt out on my, uh, my own podcast. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I went solely into Shonen Jump and mangas and stuff like that. But I have been watching the Batman, the animated series. All right. And I have just been binging that now. I can't tell you if I have a favorite episode. Not yet. Uh Uh, Now, I will say there are some that stick out. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the Robin, the the two parter with uh, Tony Zuko. Oh, yeah. where He's trying to go after it, get his revenge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That one was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, I really liked the. Uh, the villains talking about how they almost killed Batman. Oh, I love uh, that episode. And then like Batman ends up like being killer croc in disguise. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Um, I just recently finished the, uh, the first season. Now I know there is a, there's different orders in watching them. There's the release yeah. order. There's the disc published order. There's the actual like storyline. Like there's so many ways you can watch this series and I'm just watching them in conjuncture to how they play on DC universe. Yeah. And so near the end of the first season is the Batgirl two-parter. Oh, where she hits the car. No, no, where she becomes Batgirl. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where she becomes the nightmare one. No, no, no. That one's coming up. Okay. In the second season. And I really enjoyed that one. And I was mm-hmm. uh, I was telling a, a lot of friends of mine because for Batman Day, I showed uh, Mask of the Phantasm to Abby for the very first time. And okay. she actually she actually sat down and watched the whole thing. She doesn't usually like a whole bunch of like nerdy and uh, animation. Mm-hmm. Like she'll watch Disney animation, like whatever. Yeah. But stuff like Batman and stuff, it's a little bit harder to like convince her to watch it. She really enjoyed it. She was. She actually like turned her face and like had a surprised look at the mm-hmm. Andrea Beaumont like reveal for oh, the nice. phantasm. 
So I yeah. really enjoyed that. I was able to keep my mouth shut and like, let her experience that. But I will always say just because as a child, I had never seen this all the way through the Batman, mm-hmm. the animated series. But as a kid, I owned two VHSs. And I don't know if you remember those VHSs, uh, but they came in like random, like the box art was really cool. It always showed like the villain that was featured in that VHS along with like Batman running like basically to like the view of like what you're looking at. Yeah. And I owned a Riddler one and a Two-Face one. And I will say still to this day, just because it had such an important like because whenever I wanted to watch Batman, I either watched the Riddler VHS or the Mask of the Phantasm VHS. Mm -hmm. And the one that I always gravitated to the most was if you're rich, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? That Mm -hmm. is my favorite episode. That's the one with the maze and the centaur and like all that favorite episode. Yeah, that's a great episode. I obviously I can't pick a favorite. Um, I love when he's I love every time. I mean, I'm obsessed with Catwoman, too. So like I love every time he had interactions with Catwoman. But I loved how he was so confident around Catwoman as Batman. But when he's there with Selena, like he's a goofball as yeah. Ruth Wayne. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. And he obviously he's smarter than that. So he knows I got to be completely different. And then I think it's very interesting how Catwoman gets like in trouble. Like she gets in deep to the point where like everybody learns her secret identity. Yeah. And she gets in trouble and she's not like, she promises the judge that she's not going to be Catwoman anymore. Mm-hmm. And like there, there comes a time where like, she's legitimately talking to Bruce like, Oh, like, I understand that I can't be Catwoman anymore, but like, I really feel like I need to help people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this whole time she still doesn't know that Bruce is Batman. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. and I, I, I do really enjoy the Ra's al Ghul episodes that I've been watching. Yeah. When he's fighting for Talia's, not his, her love, but like he's, yeah, it was really good. Like that's the animated series where is where you can actually enjoy Talia. Yeah. Like you can actually feel for her character and be like, oh wow, maybe they should be in love. Um, but everywhere else, dude, you're just when like, she no. backstabs him the very first time, oof, you feel it. Like you're yeah. just like, oh, yeah. Why? So, um, I mean, obviously, I don't know. You've you've seen all of Beyond, right? Yeah, I've watched all okay, of Beyond. So you know the the switcheroo that happens with Bruce and and Talia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, where it's fucking, he's making out with his new self, and it's actually rage. <laughs> and he's just like, "What? Why would you do that to your daughter?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's animated series is still by far the best Batman content you can you can watch or just read. I mean, just in general, just the best Batman learning. If you ever if you want to learn about Batman, you watch the animated series. Yes, um, which is, and this kind of goes into. Uh, well, let me go ahead and and. Well, you go ahead and tell us what have you been reading that's Batman, and I'll jump into this right after. So I have been just trying to do a lot of like just research on things because um, I have this, you know, everybody knows I want to write for Batman, but like I also have this idea of that I would love to have stories written already when I go to DC and they're just like, hey, you got anything? I'm like, yeah, six issues of this, 12 issues (laughs) of that, you know, like. And those would be like, oh, shit. 
Um, but it's also because I think I'm somebody that doesn't want to rush writing. So I want to be ahead. Um, so I'm doing some research right now, but uh, I'm reading Robin War, which is something I glossed over uh, when it was coming out. I bought, I think, every issue. I just never read them because I was buying so many comics at the time that like, if you fall behind on comics and you don't put time in to read the comics, you just get lost. There's just so much shit. And I'm just like, ah, so I never read all of Robin Wars. And uh, this is when Bruce is not Batman. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is kind of why this whole thing's starting. But I found it very interesting because there's like this new like little cult following just popping up of all these random kids that are like, we're Robin. Like, you know, Batman's not here, we're Robin. So that was a really cool story. But I didn't know that the city goes against the Robins because a a Robin tries to stop a robber in a convenience store and a cop comes in and he's like, put the gun down or he put, put the weapon down. The kid's like, Whoa, I'm one of the good guys. And the robber ends up killing the cop and the kid tries to shoot the robber. And I think the robber dies. And so like this car or vice versa, the cop, I think shoots the robber and then the kid accidentally shoots the cop or some shit. And it's the kids like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like he, he ends up leaving the scene. And so what happens is Gotham is like, this needs to stop. Like there's there, these people, vigilantes cannot work. This is not going to be like the Batman. And of course, Gordon is Batman at this time. So they've changed this whole perspective of Batman. And so they put this like, I haven't finished it yet, but they put out this whole thing. Like if you're wearing the R, you're getting arrested. Like that's all it is. So they start arresting all Damn. these kids. Yeah, so they started arresting all these kids. So this is kind of where we're learning about Duke Thomas at the time, which is really cool. Um, Of course, Damien shows up and he's like, none of y'all are Robin. Y'all are pathetic scum. And like, you know, just being Damien. And uh, but all of the Robins show up and they call in Dick Grayson, who at the time of the writing of this, he's in Spiral. So Mm -hmm. it's Grayson. He's a spy. And so Grayson shows back up. And um, yeah, it's pretty interesting because now Grayson's like, this is my fault. Like, I inspired these people to be Robin. So it's like, I got to train them. And then it's turning into like, you know, sabotage. Like, he kind of betrays the Robins because the Court of Owls involved. And so it's turning into this whole Robins or the Court of Owls trying to do something. They want the Gray Sun, which is the new leader that mm-hmm. is supposed to rise. And uh, they're trying to pick one of the Bat family members. They tell Grayson, like, you have to do this. And I, they kind of cliffhanger it where he's like, I accept to protect everybody. Mm-hmm. But he's not really doing anything devious in these first issues that I found. So I'm like, okay. But then they got, they, they end up capturing everybody because Grayson kind of betrays everybody because he wants to keep them safe. He's like, if these kids are out running around, they're going to get killed. Yeah. It was like, so he gives them up and they all get arrested. And then Duke's like, what the fuck? And he's like, look, I kept the best people out. Cause like each of the Robins finds their own Robin pretty much. Yeah. And so he keeps them safe. Everybody gets captured besides Grayson and they're in this like super max prison that the owls created. Yeah. And of course, Damien's like, I'm getting out of here. And everybody's like, oh, what the fuck are you going to do? He causes some distractions. Red Hood and Red Robin have to fight to the death to be the new like leader of the Court of Owls or whatever. So they're like, oh, fuck. They do some, you know, Bat- Batman shit and they all escape. And um, so it- it's getting really good. But now it's like the the tie-in with the Red Hood and the Outlaws, but it's like Arsenal and 
the Joker's daughter. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. Like, yeah. so, but my internet cut out and I couldn't finish reading the story. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, you know, I really, I really want to read that just because I want to get to know Duke a little bit more. I haven't mm-hmm. really read a whole bunch of Duke to be completely honest, but the reason why is because yesterday I saw a picture of futures end Duke Mm. And he is like, he's a lot older, but he's in a Robin costume that looks straight up out of like futuristic 90s technology. Yeah, see, I haven't read Future's End in a while. I bought the book. Or did I buy Zero? I bought Zero. He has like this really cool like ponytail dread thing going on. Yeah. And he has like, it's like armor. Yeah. He has like a red torso suit with green pants, mm-hmm. but because it looks armored, it looks like a 90s action figure and yeah. it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's really cool. And yeah, I've wanted to learn about Duke, too, because I'm just still so like, how is he not going to be Batman? Like, if we how is he not whole... going to be Batman as like, especially with like all the growing that now, of course, because I feel like Hill kind of got like screwed over mm-hmm. all the growing he could have done in the outsiders, yeah. you know? And so I feel like he's gone through so much dude from the start of Snyder's run until Batman. now. Yeah. Like he has gone through some shit. He, yeah. he deserves to be more than just the signal. In my yeah. eyes. And I just don't see like, who gives a shit about Batwing? He's Iron Man Batman. Like, nobody's ever taken him serious. I don't think we will ever get past the show without saying that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody cares. Like, no. But the thing is, like, you're also going to make me try to care about his family now? Like, really? Oh, yeah, because I-, I sent you that article today. Yeah. That uh, apparently... Now, I don't know if this is, like I said, I don't know if it was something that was supposed to happen that is no longer happening or if it's something that is going to happen. But Bleeding Cool has an article here that DC Comics to have Lucius Fox almost be shot by Gotham police. If anything, we will personally find out on Friday because I Mm -hmm. believe Warzone actually comes out uh, this Friday for us. Yeah. but. Basically, what's going to end up happening is some Joker goons because of the Joker war Mm -hmm. is going to be uh, somewhat involved with the Fox family, whether it be like just disturbing their home or trying to kill them or whatever. The police are called and because Lucius Fox has a gun and is trying to defend his family, the cops immediately put their guns on Lucius instead of the clowns. And I told you that in a superficial world of Gotham Mm -hmm. with clowns during a Joker war, I think that John Ridley has immediately turned these cops into super racists. Yeah. Like, because if you know, like all of this shit is going down, you're still trying to protect the city. You see Joker clowns, you see a black man with the gun, you see their family super scared, and you're going to be like, nah, I want to put my gun on these guys instead of the clowns. Yeah. Like, that's a little too much. 
like I feel like it should be under different circumstances because of what the fuck is going on in Gotham right now. You yeah. can't do that. Like yeah. it like I understand, don't get me wrong. We literally just like got some stupid fucking news over the whole Brianna Taylor shit. Oh yeah. But I like looking at it like I said in the superficial world of Gotham while there is a huge takeover of villains mm-hmm. with the police still being seen as good guys trying to protect. And you're going to try to put in real world, like racism. what's the racism during this time of the Joker war. Yeah. It just, it's not organic. Yeah, see, here's the thing, too, that is very American, right? Racism's always there, 100%. But yes. the, the one thing we know about America is it seems, doesn't mean it's gone, but it seems like when America's going through some shit, racism gets pushed to the side. This was pre-Trump, so mm-hmm. way before this. When 9-11 happened, ah, that's a lie, that's a terrible analogy, because anybody that was Middle Eastern got fucking racist towards them. Yeah. But usually people come together in crazy times, you know, especially like COVID and all this stuff. Everybody's like, all right, let's do it. You know, let's try to, let's try to band together. At least our city has been pretty decent with it. I mean, unfortunately there's a lot of Asian Americans that have been. That's true. That's true. So yeah, scratch everything I said. That was a fucking terrible analogy. Cause now that I'm thinking about it, it's fucking terrible. Um, So yeah, stupid me, but I will say in this fictional world though, this is this was my problem with Ridley, and this is why I was scared and worried about him coming on to write this, because I am for real-world stories in comic books. Totally down with it. But you have to know the source material to write those real-world stories for people to care about them. Because if you don't, it just comes off as preachy and you have an agenda. And you you have to be able to get those people that are like, oh, this is woke social justice warrior. You have to get them on your side. So you have to write a good story to where they're like, well, well yeah, it's actually kind of good. You know, Batman would do that. Like you have to you have to appease the nerds with your without being so overbearing with your agenda. If you're trying to do that, you know what I mean? And just automatically throwing that in there, especially if that's going to be the first thing Ridley does. Now you're setting people up for like, oh, this is what you can expect in this Batman. Run. Yeah, it's not even in his miniseries yet. It's, yeah. it's it, the tie-in to Tinian stuff. That shouldn't have happened until cops saw a black Batman. That would have been more powerful. Like, yeah. I just caught these guys. Like, what are y'all doing? They're like, put your hands in the air. Blah, blah. They're like, would you have done this to the other Batman? Or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and like, that's where it makes it more powerful. Like, a black Batman turning in crooks and then getting guns put on him. You know what I mean? And yeah. I believe that's ha- that's happened to Batman before. It happened in uh, Warren Ellis's thing. Yeah, we the were very watching, first issue of Batman's Grave, it, which it, you were like, "That's kind of stupid." <laughs> but, but it, I mean, it happens. Yeah, it, it be, I didn't know the story that he was telling, yeah. but if that happened to, and of course, it always jumps into that whole story of like, "Oh, the police never trust Batman." Yeah, but. Now, do you really think the Gotham is really going to trust a black Batman, you know? Yeah. And that's the story that's going to get told for sure. But like you said, with the circumstances that I hope Ridley throws out there after the Joker war, 
Mm-hmm. It could totally make sense if he is able to write the story well. Yeah. But if you're just like, like I said, to me, and I understand, like you just said, Corona, 9-11, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you flat out know that there is murderous clowns running around your entire city and your thought is, I see the clown, I see their guns, I see their mm-hmm. weapons, I see this very scared family and still go towards the black family. Yeah. Now, I understand racism is real. And, oh, and, that, and this happens. Yeah, it's true. And and this happens. I just think in this superficial world with superheroes and supervillains that this may be a little over the top. But we'll see how it goes. And we'll see if it's organic or if it's just, like you said, pandering agenda-esque type stuff. Yeah, and I hope it's not. I, I really want to give Ridley the benefit of the doubt. But I feel like he's just... It just looks like a Hollywood guy coming in to tell the story he wants to tell in comics because he thinks this is how it should be. Yeah. And that is going to anger anybody that has cared about these kids. It's like, and we saw it with, you know, Snyder's done it a little bit, but I mean, we're going to get his Snyder cut. So we'll probably, he'll probably be able to do everything that he said he's going to do. But while Justice League was like, oh, this was supposed to happen and Dick Grayson's dead and this and that, like he was saying all this shit. Now, again, I've always said, well, all that shit he said doesn't happen. I'm going to say some shit, but we'll see. But J.K. Rowling does it all the fucking time. Like, you have these seven books that people love, and she's all like, Dumbledore's gay, uh, this and that, and um, Harry should have went with what's-her-name, Hermione, now that I think about it. Like, everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're ruining this good shit. And, um... I, you know, I feel like that's kind of what Ridley's going to be coming into when people are so used to Batman, so used to the status quo, and he's going to be like, we're going to turn this whole shit upside down, and I'm not going to give a shit about anything else. And people are just going to be like, I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. So, we and we've said it from day one. We think it's going to be, it's it's already like, you're setting up for failure because you have not been talking about uh, Luke Fox at all. At all. And you want him to be Batman. Like, it makes no sense. You're going to have him over Dick Grayson, over Jason Todd, over freaking Tim Drake, over Damien, over Barbara. Fuck. Like, Barbara, Batwoman could be Batman before fucking Luke Fox, in my opinion. Like, Jesus. Because he, they've been around. Yeah. But he hasn't, you know? So, I don't know. That That is what it is. But we'll we'll tell you guys about it next week, you know, if we get these issues and uh, that actually happens. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but with all that, let's go ahead and talk about the only comic we're talking about. Oh, you said you had something else you wanted to bring. Talk yes, about. I do have some comic book news, technically, uh, with the destruction of the DC Universe app. Oh, uh, yes. It is no longer going to be the DC Universe app uh, this December of 2020. It's actually going to be shut down and it's going to be revamped in uh, January of 2021 as DC Universe Infinite. Now, it is a little bit of an, a mouthful, but it is going to have more than 24,000 comics, uh, offline reading, exclusive events, and a lot more. Uh, 
it says here that um, they're also going to be, it says that it's going to have a monthly rate of $7.99 as well as an annual subscription of $74.99, which actually reduces the rate to about $6.25 per month. Now, there is a special offer. If you are a monthly subscriber to the DC Universe as of today, when it gets relaunched, they will give you a $10 gift certificate for the DC shop. And if you're an annual subscriber as of today, when it relaunches, they will give you a $25 gift certificate for the DC shop. Now, it says here that uh, uh, subscribers will also have early access with new digital firsts that include titles such as Aquaman, Deep Dive, Batman, Gotham Knights, DC, uh, Deceased Hope That World's End, Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red, Injustice Year Zero, Shazam, as well as DC Universe Infinite will also have originals. They will have infinite originals. Oh, okay. Yes. So I've actually heard because of this, a lot of people are actually deciding to cut all of their newer books. Really? And they're just they're just saying, hey, I'm just going to wait the six months, read the newer stuff as they come in because... Right now, new books come out a year to date. Mm-hmm. With this, they will come out every six months. Ooh, damn. But so, then again, I mean, yeah, it's only six, seven bucks a month. But I guess you have enough of that. You could probably sustain it. That would be yes. interesting. Now, if you want to calculate if it's worth it, if you buy the monthly and you read at least three books a week or or if you buy th- if you read three books a month a month that is your that's your cover right there yeah yeah i mean it's great i mean i love it for research purposes you know um i just found now they they still said that they are going to keep the community center and all that because apparently it's been popping like ever mm-hmm. since the launch i haven't used it but apparently it's it's been a really cool thing to use. Maybe it's something that I need to look into. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, I uh, haven't jumped into it. But everything, and I mean everything else on DC Universe as of right now, that being animated TV shows, movies, uh, DC Universe originals, are all moving to HBO Max. Damn. So, yeah, yeah, we heard about that. As of right now, I am reading, I am watching Batman the Animated Series, but I am wanting to watch it. I'm wanting, because the list, my list on my phone is called Things I Want to Watch Before the End of 2020. So I'm having to binge the rest of the Batman Animated Series before December because it's going to be shut out and they don't have the exact date in December. So I'm going to watch as much as I can and then, you know, hopefully... I'll be finished that I don't have to continue on HBO Max. But also, if you have DC Universe and don't have HBO Max, they have extended the deal for the $4.99 a month uh, charge for HBO Max until October 30th. So you basically have an entire month. So, excuse me. So if you don't have HBO Max, that is a steal. Basically you would be getting DC Universe for free. And you're just basically paying for HBO Max at that point. Nice. 
So yeah, um, I just looked at the rewards, and some of the statues are back with way more token prices, and I'm like, motherfuckers. Um, the Harley Quinn is back at four thousand. Oh my god! There's an Artist Alley Wonder Woman that's three thousand, but there is this weird Aquaman Batman statue thing that's only two thousand. So, um, I might try to read up some more stuff so I can get some stuff. That sucks. I should have been doing it this whole time. See, uh, I want to know if the reward system will still be a thing. I don't know. I mean, you can get through comics really fast on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how some people have gotten like crazy amounts, but I don't think I've been getting my my tokens, to be honest, really. Anyway, that's that's a whole different thing. Uh, but let's talk about Suicide Squad, because this freaking issue had a major thing happen in it that we've talked about on this podcast before, but uh, it was still hella interesting to watch uh, or to read. So do you want to you want to cover this? Yeah, so we jump into the Suicide Squad with going into Washington, D.C., where uh, Chaos Kitten and Thylacine, they basically kidnap a uh, a senator. Yeah. They use, uh, I keep forgetting his name, Finn. They use Finn. Mm-hmm. You talk to him telepathically to get information on where uh, this island is, where Ted Cord is hiding. And I think it's really, really awesome because Finn leaves that senator down there because the senator was like trying to still act all tough while he mm-hmm. was legit tied to the bottom of the fucking ocean. And Finn called upon like some fucking squids, some sharks, and like all sorts of shit to like scare the fuck out of him. But Harley and uh and freaking's uh oh my Deadshot. gosh Deadshot uh have a conversation basically saying wow this is really gonna be the last mission that we're on mm-hmm. and Deadshot's like yeah you know I I owe my family this you know I I think that we need to be somewhere safe blah blah, blah. but also Harley gets the feeling that oh you're gonna fucking die aren't you. Like Deadshot is straight up ready to die at mm-hmm. by this point. And they hear some gunshots. You see that live shot, aka his daughter, is practicing with a gun. He doesn't want her to do that. But she's like, Well, you do it, and I want to be like you. And he's like, Well, I don't want to be like me, and I don't want you to be like me. Yeah. So let's not do that. And when they finally find out, you know where everything is the island and everything deadshot makes a promise and says okay i'm gonna go do this i promise i will not kill anybody and he has this uh little side with finn or with uh with wink Wink saying hey just because i promised i wouldn't kill anybody doesn't mean i can't shoot anybody Mm -hmm. so that does play along with how they infiltrate this island she calls Uh, him name shot yeah. She changes his name. It's like, okay, name shot. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually use a Zebra Man's force field to mm-hmm. infiltrate the island from below, basically using it as a submarine, yeah. which I think was pretty cool. And we get this really cool splash page on how they infiltrate the uh, the island, uh, you know, basically towards this uh, Cord Industries uh, building. And 
they go to get Ted Cord and fucking Superman is there. Yeah. I was not expecting this whatsoever. I really love the very generic, stereotypical Superman pose he mm-hmm. has when he has freaking Ted Cord tied up. Yeah. But well, I love that Winks like Superman and it has his logo title. Like that yeah. looks really cool. Yeah. It 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 looks it, it's very reminiscent of like old school stuff. Yeah. But uh Deadshot basically tells uh the team to, you know, back off because they are 100% like, "Hey, thank you for grabbing him, but we're still killing him, okay?" Mm-hmm. And Superman's like, "No, like that's not necessarily. I understand what Ted Court has done. He will answer to his crimes, blah 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 blah." And so they do convince everybody to leave. And Deadshot's like, hey, you know, Superman, I'm not the greatest role model. My daughter is really wanting to look up to me. But I also know that she really looks up to you. So uh, can I get your autograph and like have it signed to my daughter? And Superman signs it. And Deadshot's like, hey, team, uh, we got a situation. Because I never told this dude my daughter's name, and he fucking signed his, yeah. my daughter's name. And as soon as he says it, a fucking gunshot, a bullet, goes through the magazine and straight into Deadshot's chest. Yeah. And it's fucking Black Mask. Yeah, I was not expecting him, of all people, to be involved here. Now... I didn't realize this until literally two days ago. I read this. This was the very first comic I read last Friday when we got these. And Mm. I didn't realize this until two days ago. Do you know why it's Black Mask? No. Because in the Year of the Villain one-shot of Black Mask, Tom Taylor wrote that Black Mask got this technology from the gift that Lex Luthor gave him. Oh, he actually used the gift. So he's doing more than Zach and Scott Snyder would. Yep. Nice. That's interesting. So he probably had this like he legitimately probably had this planned. Yeah. Since then. Hmm. And so. um, What does he say? He says uh, he says. Uh, Floyd, you could have been useful instead of being like this. You you know, she's better off without you. You were right, Lawton. All things you did, it all caught up to you. And he fucking shoots Deadshot right in the head. And yeah. now both Deadshot and Ted Cord, who we believe is still Ted Cord, is now falling through the glass. Yeah, like... Uh- from a skyscraper building. Yes. So, and Wink's probably going to catch him. Yeah, but you, know. you see you see the blood coming out of his head. Oh yeah, he's dead. The literally the next issue is called Deadshot Shot Dead. <laughs> now, we knew this was coming. Oh yeah. Was it a surprise to you? Black Mask was a surprise. I knew he was dying on this issue. It's why I bought this issue, and it's only going for like three dollars on eBay. So it sucks. Uh, but do you know it backfired on them? If they wouldn't have said shit, mm-hmm. 
if Tom Taylor legitimately wouldn't have said anything and just had the solicits kind of tease it. Yeah. And then, because I don't know if you know this, but majority of the DC leaks for comics mm-hmm. are because of reviewers like me and you who don't keep their mouth shuts on Friday. Yeah. They decide to make a YouTube video and like, oh my God, guys, guess what's going to happen to Floyd Lawton. And then like they freaking make this viral video and that's what br- brings up the freaking price of stupid comics like this. Yeah. And, you know, because of all that, it didn't make like it wasn't a surprise at that point when the first shot in his chest. Okay. But Mm -hmm. when he like the big cliffhanger of him literally falling down with a gunshot wound to his head, it didn't have the dramatic effect that it should have had. Yeah, no, you should never say that there's going to be a death in a comic book. Um, Just even if sales are hurting or not, you just shouldn't do it. Um, But you know, I think sales were hurting. That's why they did that. And he Mm -hmm. probably wanted to continue the series. So he's like, look, let's just release this and hopefully we'll keep going. But then, you know, DC was like, hey, we're cutting half of these things. So, you know, uh, Suicide Squad is going to be one of the ones that gets cut. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. But Suicide Squad always gets canceled. So, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate. And if you're one of those people that's out there that love this story, but you don't buy this story, you're kind of part of the problem. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, you know? the, it's the Ted Cord effect that I said when... Uh, yeah when Ted Cord was seen as a villain for the first time, it's yeah. the people who didn't want to buy blue beetle. It's, yeah. it's y'all's fault. Yeah. It goes out. To, and we're not trying to be harsh. We're just telling you the truth because if you're also somebody that's like, Oh, I'm so tired of Joker stories. Stop buying Joker stories and stop buying the other stories. Start buying Tom King's city of Bane. Start buying when they do killer croc stories and all of those. Don't just be like Joker's on the cover. I got to buy it then they're just going to keep fucking making Joker stories. Yep. And so like, that's how comics work. If you want to see other shit, you need to buy other shit. And um, that's just kind of how it goes. And maybe it'll change now. Maybe like I said, hopefully our idea of like, Oh yeah, there's just going to be like 12 issue suicide squad runs from now on, which I think mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Graphic novels, just every 12 issue should be a different mission and that's it. 12 issues, a 12 issue story of a new mission for the Suicide Squad. Boom. And that way you can just do new books of the Suicide Squad like I that. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be kind of awesome. Because there's so many team books like that that you could do that. Justice League, 12 issues. Boom. Leave it alone. Don't mm-hmm. fucking do anything else with it, you know? Um, Secret Six or whatever other teams are out there. Just fucking, you know, 12 issues, six issues. Bada bing, put it in a hardcover. Bada bing, bada boom, it's done. Um, but yeah, this was not shocking because we knew it was coming. Um, I think I would have been like, had this happen because he him and harley have been there forever like almost since the beginning yeah so yeah this would have been super shocking unfortunately we knew it was coming so it wasn't as bad but black mask was hella shocking i wasn't expecting that superman being superman to uh, air quotes being there was shocking but you know it turned out to be black mask now i'm just curious at why it's black mask you know, yeah. and what what happens? We talked about this. They were like, if Ted Cord is not a bad guy and he was being mind controlled or whatever, we said it was gonna be bullshit. Um, yeah, <laughs> just because like 
do something with him. I'm interested in him being a villain now. Like, why is he a villain? You know? Um, and yeah, I just want to see where they would go with this now and what's going to happen. Like, is the justice league going to get involved now? You know? Um, or is it because it is, I mean, the justice league's kind of gotten out of the way of the suicide squad. So do they just be like, that's unfortunate. Deadshot died. Uh, but you know, black mask is a Batman type villain. So is he going to go after fucking Black Mask for killing, you know, Deadshot? Like, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, and, you know, they kind of had that weird little, not heart to heart, but that little moment of like, so um, do you want to share an Uber? Like when the Batmobile got stolen, you know, mm-hmm. which is still kind of BS that Wayne could just steal it. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see what happens from here. But this book's going to get canceled, so it's not going to go that far. Yep, it has two more issues. Yeah, so... Um, Doesn't even get to hit 12 issues. That's the bullshit thing. Yeah, that sucks. And So it's going to end in just... A, is it going to actually have an ending or no? I hope it does. Yeah, that'd be really weird. Um, if anything, they should give them an extra issue to end it if it's not the ending. Um, but you know what? That That's comics for you. Sucks. Like some of mm-hmm. the best things. That's why you got to buy what you enjoy and keep buying it um it's it's okay to take a stand and be like oh but just know that your stand has consequences yep so um yeah but that's pretty much it for this week ladies and gentlemen we still were able to squeeze out an hour and 30 minutes of out of nothing so it's just what we do here on this podcast um but yeah some of the biggest notes again if you want to buy some badass i still have the collectible here up on my other screen right now i'm just like man this thing is amazing um check out premier prime one studios because they make some badass stuff i mean it's not a sponsor but hey prime one if you want to send us some stuff to where we could have in the background of our things and uh we'll just we'll talk about you every episode because you're so great uh if you want to send us some stuff feel free uh but yeah for the most part ladies and gentlemen uh clay you got anything you need to tell them about um you know uh check out me and mark on the comic book legion podcast um i won't have an episode of my show until next week so not this week and uh yeah that's basically it just a uh, comic book legion um i'm pretty sure that pretty soon i am gonna have something with uh well actually no i will have a show uh this upcoming wednesday so when you hear this upcoming Wednesday, we'll have a volume three and four of Black Clover review on my fanboy comics podcast. Nice. But uh, other than that, no, everything is um, just, you know, normal and go read freaking your or go watch whatever you can on DC Universe right now. So that way mm-hmm. you don't have to wait an extra like three months to see it relaunched on uh, on the DC Universe Infinite. Or yeah. HBO Max. Or HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, always you can go check out my channel, Juice Reacts. Uh, I'm basically a lore whore over there now. I am doing uh, Warhammer 40K. I'm doing SCP, and now I'm diving into Lovecraft because I've actually never really learned anything about Lovecraft in my life. So uh, I'm diving into that lore and uh, any other stuff people kind of just recommend. So definitely go check that out if you want to dive into some new type of things come to the twitch channel some of you guys have been showing up talking to us uh it's been fun we've been playing among us everybody's accusing everybody of being imposters now friendships are being ruined it's good time uh so he's definitely come hang out with that 
Um, and of course, if you want some stupid content, check out my TikTok. But uh, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly! Batman!